Hey, it's Jen, and uh, this is Diary of the Brokenhearted, entry number 10. I cannot believe I've made it this far, to be honest. I know I kind of say that in almost every podcast, but I seriously cannot believe I've made it to 10 already. Um, And it's pretty cool to see that um, there's already been 145 streams of my episodes so far. Um, so far in nine episodes, there's been 145 streams. So thank you. That makes like, I don't even know what to say. The fact that people are even listening is weird to me. (laughs) Um, this whole thing just literally started as a way for me to rant about what I was going through at at the time and still I'm kind of going through, but just being able to do this and, and process like process externally and people actually listening to it and messaging me and, and telling me how much it's like, it means to them is, is huge for me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So about this episode, um, we left last week's episode starting the topic of narcissists. Um, <laughs> um, I kind of giggle because it's just, there's a lot. Um, so this episode, we continue that. We talk about narcissist relationships and uh, feeling like you're not enough for the people in your life um, because of the conditions that they place for you um, to even be allowed to be loved by them. Um And also, I just wanted to make a warning. If you're listening through headphones, I apologize for your ears um, because we actually start this podcast in absolute laughter. There are, um, I think it's the first couple of minutes of this podcast, we literally are just belly laughing, like absolute laughter about, um, well, about, you know, realizing how we were being gaslit and dealing with narcissism and all that kind of stuff. So at some point, you know, you just, you just start to laugh about it. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I would love it if you, um, message me, um, and let me know what you think about these episodes so far. Um, I have an Instagram page finally for this podcast and it is at diary B-R-K-N heart. So diary broken heart, but broken has no vowels. So if you can search me up, um, find me there. I post clips and um, quotes and stuff from my episodes and kind of let you know when a new episode's coming, all that kind of stuff. So that will keep you updated. But if you feel the need to message me um, to ask me anything about the podcast, you can totally do so there. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, go ahead. So, narcissists. Yes, narcissists. I mentioned that in my last podcast. <laughs> my friend's one. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, you've had a lot of people that con- con- conditionalize is not a word, but they Condition. place conditions yeah, they con- yeah. on your relationship yeah. where you have to be a certain way, you have to do certain things, you have to speak a certain way yeah. in order for the relationship to be okay, for the friendship to be okay, for the parent-child relationship to be okay for your sibling like any type of relationship that you've internalized that so much where even on your own it's I need to be a certain way to be okay 
instead of like having that outward relationship okay yeah i need to be okay mm-hmm. so i need to do this to be okay is what yeah. you've been taught your yeah. whole life so it's like i need to work for it kind it's, of thing yeah. or like work i to be worthy like exactly like i'm not worthy of your love affection until i do such so and such so thing. yeah um which is messed up but anyway <laughs> Thank God we got Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. When I say he really picks up every single piece, he walks you through every bit of trauma, Mm -hmm. literally hand in hand. He guides you. Jesus is not a narcissist, just so you're aware. (laughs) Literally, he's not that at all. (laughs) No, he does not expect anything from you because he already did exactly what needed to be done for him to have you again. Yeah, and we so also cool. wouldn't even be capable of achieving any of those standards. <laughs> so you're really setting yourself up for failure with that mentality. Yeah. Because it's much easier in our human nature to grasp the idea of if I do A, then it will produce B, exactly. and then I will eventually equal to C. That's okay. <laughs> that's, how our, that's how our... <laughs> it's okay. Say my name next time. <laughs> that's how our world works, though. Mm-hmm. Right? It's true. It's like you you go to school, mm-hmm. you know, you, like, eventually get a job, and then that job will, like, you know, get you a house and possibly a family. Yeah, like 50 years ago so or something. Right? Like, it, that was the thing, right? It was like... you're uh, still living with their parents because... Who can buy a house? Can't even buy an apartment. Can't even buy a dog. Literally. Two thousand dollars. You're like, um, hello. I'm dying. You can buy a whole companion. Oh. You're really gonna play so broke and lonely. Like, <laughs> I can't. But we got Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Oh, he's free. We got for you. But he costs. Oh. Ooh, tell you, it costs so much more. Are we ready to talk about the cost? The cost is that. Oh my gosh, it's the funny. Because even yesterday okay. for the the, que- the Q&A, mm-hmm. one of my questions was... Um, We're referring to a Friday service. Yes. Uh, service at church for the young adults and the youth. Uh, we had a Q&A night last night. And you can send in your questions to the pastor, to the ministry, the, yeah, mm-hmm. themselves. And one of mine, I was like, what do people, like, wonder? I, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in other people's shoes. I was like, I asked, how do you um, give up control over your life to God? <laughs> oh, jeez. And you expected just a little answer. <laughs> I really did. He, she's like, like give me the, the, the top three steps on how to get there. Like one, two, and three. And he was like, relationship. Yeah. It includes sacrificing mm-hmm. the cost. We're talking. That's the cost now. Sacrificing mm-hmm. your money mm-hmm. could be sacrifice your time, mm-hmm. which yeah. is something you cannot get back. Mm-hmm. Which is something that God Himself governs. So for you to oh, sacrifice so. something you have no control over. Is a sacrifice. I'm gonna just be laid out in the corner. <laughs> is a sacrifice. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Say that again. What? Can I? That wasn't me. Do you remember <laughs> that? Oh my said God governs your yeah. time. So mm-hmm. you're sacrificing something that you have, you have no, control, no control, over. control over. My head's spinning like that, fam. <laughs> right? I'm just like, wait. 
What? Like, and the funny thing is, we think yeah. we have control over it. That's why we're so afraid to so give it up. So hard to let it go, <laughs> literally. It's so oh hard to God. be like, you know what? I will serve God. You know what? I will take an hour even out of my day just to sit with God. It's so hard for but us here's to the do thing. that. We do, technically, we do have control in a, a semblance of it mm-hmm. out of the fact that we have free will. Exactly. What to do. But it's time. more so understanding that through relationship mm-hmm. it's give and take yeah. when it's a marriage when it's like you and your siblings it's not about whose yeah. agenda is the most productive of that day it's out of relationship and love that there's mm-hmm. a give and take yeah, of exactly. what do you want to do today what do you want to do today okay i prefer doing this okay let's schedule it around this time because yes, it works better exactly. for me awesome then i'll just move this over here so then we can accommodate both of our plans yeah. and it's meeting in the middle it's not someone trying to cross the threshold to come drag you towards the middle. It's you willingly and intentionally doing that act of meeting God so he can meet you where you are. Mm-hmm. Even reminds me of the story sense. of Peter and the fact that yes, like, when you're reading the Bible, I think sometimes you have to remember that Jesus didn't just like walk through these things hoping on our prayer that things were going to just turn out the way you <laughs> expected. <laughs> like he had a relationship with the Father. Mm-hmm. And he was able to anticipate through that connection of intimacy where he just spent time with his dad. Yeah. yeah. And he was able to have these revelations on certain things. So um, there's a certain story in the New Testament and Peter was one of Jesus' disciples and they were on a boat, right? And then they're like, hmm, where does where did Jesus go? Like, <laughs> have y'all seen him lately? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's you right now. Maybe you're like, I haven't seen Jesus in a while. <laughs> Is he playing hide and go seek? I feel like my relationship with God, like he just, it's like he just left or something. Maybe you guys felt like that during this mm. whole like pandemic. pandemic. I was going to say panorama. But during this entire time, I feel like I swear, like Jesus was with me, mm-hmm. but it, for a while it hasn't seemed like that. And sometimes mm-hmm. those moments is because Jesus is still with you. But he's asking you to go to a different place than where you are now. And in order to experience the same level of intimacy that you once had with him, sometimes Mm. you get so familiar with being in the same position. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like whether maybe you're at the same job and maybe God's been calling you out to step out and open your business. Wow. Maybe you're somebody who's been single for a while and God's asking you to step out and trust him in the area of relationship. Maybe you're somebody who you've had a hard time forgiving someone and you're like, no, I'm justified to stay where I am. Mm-hmm. I, my life is still moving on. I'm still doing good. I have my friends. I have my crew. I have my family. Mm-hmm. You know, I still have joy in my life. But there's something that's tethering you to that same mm-hmm. boat, that same place. Yeah. And you haven't yeah. been able to move, even though it feels like everything around you is moving. Yeah. But the thing is, in that story, Peter was able to have such intimacy with Jesus that he First of all, he was the one to recognize that Jesus was on the water. Exactly. So that, 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 that alone, that's a whole circle. Oh my God. That we don't got time to talk about oh right now. Um, but the wow. fact that he, one, was able to recognize God, yeah. even in the midst of it all, because he was yeah. seeking him. He was wow. still searching for him. Yeah. Even if everybody else was doubting, even if everyone else was fearful, not even fearful, but they were comfortable. That was what it was. Okay. They were comfortable. But Peter said, let me step out of my comfort to seek after something that means more, wow. that might cost more, wow. that I have to sacrifice my time, <laughs> that I have to sacrifice my emotions, that I have to sacrifice maybe the friend group that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do a spitting? <clears throat> oh spitting my tea. He had Gosh. to walk away from his, like his co-disciples, yeah. the people he's walked life with, broke bread with, <laughs> performed miracles with. 
So <laughs> maybe that's you right now. Maybe there's somebody that in your life where God is asking you, not necessarily, it's not that they're bad people, guys, okay? So don't even take it that way where it's like, oh, so you're just telling me that I have to leave all my friends. Mm-hmm. This, this, this. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm not saying you do nothing, mm-hmm. okay? If it speaks to you, you go to Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, we are asking. We're not here playing God. No, <laughs> no we're not. just here sharing from our own our stories. Own yeah. And when you recognize who God is for yourself, everything changes. Oof, that on. cost doesn't seem so high anymore. Yeah. Because the thing is, you value what you're able to receive in the process of it all. Mm. Not even the destination. Not even work. <laughs> it's not like okay, and then God will love me. Okay, and then I'll love myself more. Okay, and then I'll be able to do my purpose better. Okay, and then you'll actually, you know, use my giftings and my calling. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then. How long do you guys want to live Come and then land? On. Oh, how long? On. She said, and then and land. Then land. <laughs> <laughs> Figuratively, literally, wherever Right beside what if land. And then what if? Yep. And yep. Now we're going to enter into dreamland. Oh! Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm wearing the shirt that says dreamland. That was not planned. That was not even on purpose. That was not on purpose. I totally. I wish you guys could see the shirt. I just even took in the fact that it said that right now when she yep. mentioned wow. it. Wow. Yep. This is dreamland. <laughs> but it's about taking that step of faith. And walking yeah. towards Jesus, even though that path seems rocky. Yep. Literally, it was walking in water. Who who would have ever done that before? That is insane. Nobody. <laughs> mm-hmm. God's calling you to step out and be a pioneer. That is so Come funny. On. He's calling you to hilarious. do something more. Wow, I'm talking about that. I'm so sorry. So <laughs> no, what do you mean? Why are you apologizing? Please. Okay. <laughs> you everything, you're talking, everything you're saying is like legit has on. been on our minds and like the whole day even all day. even our walk out in the rain guys we walked barefoot out in the rain because that's the freedom that we walk in when we walk in Jesus come on no but for real we were talking about how this is resembling a step of faith because yeah. we didn't plan to do it. No. We barely have extra clothes. And I definitely don't We all it. have the type of hair that takes about three days to get right again after oh, water. God, I know. You know, like we didn't plan this out. We were like, yeah, barefoot. We can do it. No, no looking back. We're just going to go and do it. And we we're like, this is a perfect example of what stepping out in faith is because you can't plan what's going to happen when you go on an adventure like that. You can't plan how you're going to take yourself out of it when you have no idea where you're going, but God knows where you're going. So that's a step of faith when you're trusting God to take you through your whole journey when you have blindfolds over your eyes, basically, because you don't know what he's planning. Mm-hmm. She, was, like she was literally telling me this as we were like walking out in the rain, because in my head, I'm going, oh, I have an extra change of clothes. Like, I literally was saying it out loud. I'm like, I have an extra change of clothes. Like, it's okay. I could just leave my hair to dry out and I'll probably wash it tomorrow. And I just started, like, planning out what I was doing. I was like, oh, and then I'll shower, like, in the morning or whatever. And, like, I'm literally, like, full on telling her my next plan and my next move. And she's like, why are you planning ahead? She's like, why are you planning ahead? Like, can't you just be aware of what's happening in this moment? And just be okay with what's happening in this moment and let God like literally like be the one to like give you the next step, like give you like the next moment, or not even tell you at all and just like let you kind of wander into it. And letting go of the reins, you know? Like letting go control of where you're going. Letting go of the reins. Letting go of the reins. In the rain. (laughs) 
but I'm not a rapper. Wow. <laughs> That's the title of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 well. <laughs> the title's going to be wow, 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 wow. No, but for real, like, is he just going to drop her future on mixtape any moment, guys? Just keep that out. You already know. Next podcast. DJ, DJ. Debut. Debut for DJ and TJ. The tangent aside, Jen. Yes. Oh, and with what TJ was saying, mm. how are practical ways that you've learned to trust God? <laughs> oh, gosh. Maybe you can talk about question. this current season that God's leading you into. That's a good question. Oh, God. Okay, so um, I've noticed, okay, this is, this is how I've learned to trust God because whenever there's been a moment where I feel like... Um, my whole world is falling apart and um i don't know how to get myself off the ground and all that kind of stuff i have seen god literally move things out of my way wow. um ain't he good yeah <laughs> um couple years ago before before i left for um before i left for reading like before i moved to california um like there was so much going on in my life at that time that was breaking me and breaking me and breaking me and when it got to the point where I legit physically couldn't handle it anymore like I got shingles at 26 like that's too young to get shingles um God like opened this opportunity for me to move to California without me even asking for that like, Isn't it interesting how that was a dream on your heart? <laughs> that's the crazy thing, you know? It was like, it was a place I always wanted to visit. It was a place I always wanted to go to just because I would watch them on TV and I, and I admired the church so much. We're in talking the about years. Bethel Church, yes, by the way. Bethel in Church. Right in California. Right in California. Um, like, I admired that place so much that I was like, oh, one day I'll go. And... I was so stressed out with everything, with school and, and life. So just and, to give a timeline, when was that um, desire birthed? And then when did God oh answer gosh, that birth? The desire to go there? Yeah. Just so we want to give context, right? So people can understand. Um, 2016. Yeah. So 20... Oh, gosh. That was so quick. Now that I think about it, that's so scary. So 2016, I went to the very first The Heaven Come Conference, which was in LA. First time I went with my sister because we were like, um, we want to go. Back in 20, I think it was 2014, Bethel had come to Toronto and I got to see them like live. Crazy thing of all, Stephanie Gretzinger, who's the person I really wanted to hear sing that day, had laryngitis and she couldn't sing that day, but she was on the stage and she was like prophesying right over the crowd. And from that moment, I just like knew that there was something about those people that felt so homelike. Mm. Um, and then right there. Yes. Isn't that interesting how mm. a, a heart desire, a dream, right? That even at its seed form, God is so good that he honored it by being able to nurture and water it by yes. that one encounter yeah. with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so good that God is able to, even if you guys have like, maybe one day I wanted to go there or do that or meet this person or do this thing. Yeah. And yeah. God is so good that he honors it by giving you opportunities to just affirm you and confirm that yeah. that heart desire is something that he sees, yes. takes into consideration, yes. and is already working out for you. Yeah. yeah. 
He's not yeah. taking it lightly at all. Yeah. And sometimes we feel like that. We get discouraged. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Because that's what, two years of waiting? From 2014 that to was, 2016? It was, yeah, it was two years. Hmm. We went to LA and had radical encounters with God during that conference. And from that moment, my sister, I remember seeing my sister, like they were announcing. And funny enough, it was it was Stephanie herself mm-hmm. announcing the school, um, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Look it up. Yeah. BSSM. <laughs> Honestly, one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Um, and my sister was the one that was like, I'm going to go there. Mm-hmm. Like, she straight up said mm-hmm. it. She wasn't like, oh, I hope I go there one day or maybe I'll go there one day. No, she straight up was like, I'm going to go there. If y'all don't know Denise, she's amazing. Shout oh, yeah. My sister yes. will be in an episode. I told her she needs yes. to be in an episode with me. No, guys, she's great. Like, yes. Yeah. Such a woman of wisdom. The and epitome hilarious. of authenticity. So funny. Always. Definitely. And so she's <laughs> definitely the yeah. funny one. <laughs> um, yeah, so then they went, like, you know, we went to the event. Um, so it was 2016. And, like, we had radical encounters with God. 2017. We went again to the same Heaven Come conference um, with my sister and stuff. Um, and she was like, okay, I want to apply for the school. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time she applied, she didn't get in. And then the second time she was going to try, which was for twenty for the 2018 year, she literally came up to me and was like, you need to apply with me. And I'm like, so oh. crazy how her dream became contagious to her. <laughs> I know. I know it was it was crazy to think because like we know that as sisters like we have like you know dreams in common Mm -hmm. but we were not expecting like you know what I mean we weren't expecting it to be to that extent yeah right and like yeah so then like I 2018 we applied and we ended up going like you know to to Reading and that whole school year was legit the most ridiculous year of my life <laughs> because every single day we were having encounters with God. It wasn't like a... Can you break down one of the encounters? Sure. So like pretty much an encounter is, I feel like the best way to describe it is a moment that you have absolutely no control over yourself (laughs) your body your emotions your like everything about you you don't control it like you're not rehearsing how to worship and you're Mm. not rehearsing how to like sing along you're not just singing along to the songs you're having a moment where you absolutely have no control because you feel this overwhelming sense and overwhelming presence of god on you to the extent where it's like sometimes you literally can't stand up and that entire school year, this is why I said I became friends with the floor because <laughs> that entire school year, I had my face on the floor constantly. I was always on my face. And that's why I say I'm like that, that spot had like all my snot and tears. And <laughs> that was your sign spot. That was that my point. spot because every single day, and it wasn't like a day that passed that I wasn't like absolutely overwhelmed by like the presence of God. And, um, yeah, like I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. Cause that's never happened before. Like it's never been something that's like every single day it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know? 
it definitely was a part of the dream. It still is a part of the dream. Yeah. That's the crazy part, right? Like, it's like I want my life to be a constant, like, you know, that constant thing of like, I'm going to have a relationship yeah. with God where it, it's that intimate. Exactly. Like, I'm wow. just going to feel him every day. Destroyed every day, basically. Every day. In the best <laughs> way In the best. Let's just do that every day. Yeah, like, it'd be so much fun. Like, you know, in those moments, there's so much healing that happens. Yes, right? that's so exactly. And I feel it. like everything accelerates in mm-hmm. those moments because the healing is happening so rapidly. Because you can't run from him in those moments. So it's not like, a, oh, maybe tomorrow when I have time, Lord, we're gonna deal with this. No, it's <laughs> like every day you're stuck here in school. Every single day you're gonna do worship. Every single day you're gonna learn Bible. So where do you run? You can't run from God when you're learning about Him every day. So it's like he's also omnipresent. You know, so exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, I feel I say run as in like you know you try mentally trying to check out, but it doesn't actually happen. Like you can't really run away. You can't not run away. Well, it goes back to the whole idea of control, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And that's why like those moments were the moments I had no control over anything, <laughs> and like yeah, it went straight from you know, 20, 2016, 20, 2017, going to those events, and then 2018, applying for the school, and doing that for an entire year, it was, it was insane, like, it was so quickly, like, how God answered that, and the funny thing is, the entire time I was in school during those years, I kept telling God to interrupt my life, but I meant interrupt my life with, like, a spouse, (laughs) Not a whole move. No, not like I didn't say let's move somewhere, let's go to ministry school and like let's ditch like you know my PhD. Like that's not what I was asking, you know. I was legit asking God, like, if you're gonna interrupt grad school, like interrupt it with a husband so then I could graduate pregnant. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is literally how my mind was like trying to plan out my life. But then like God was just like, Oh, you want me to interrupt it? Cool, I'm gonna give you more me. And like wow. that's how I'm gonna interrupt it. Yeah. And I'm just like let's all see oh. what your heart's prayer was. And it yes. goes back to like <laughs> the, the verse where it says like <laughs> I played myself. <laughs> for real. Set yourself up for that. For one. real, I really did. And it goes back to like, our words that we use, right? Because like mm-hmm. if your heart desires like, you know, let there be more of you and less of me, like let exactly. me decrease so you can increase. Like it says in the word of God, mm-hmm. the practicality mm-hmm. of those words is what it looks like when you have to surrender yeah. your ideas of what you thought your life was going to look like yeah. based off what you wanted in the moment. Yeah. Because the thing like what I, I, I think it helps to ground yourself and knowing that you need to be rooted in God's love when you're perceiving and trying to have a, a kind of introspection when it comes to where do I do next in my life? Like, where do you want me to go next? What mm-hmm. should I do next? Um, I feel like the more and more I meditate on the fact that God is so good that he's always, always has my best interest in mind. And even when I have such limited vision on Mm -hmm. my life, if I trust him who has all the vision in the world, okay, (laughs) like it says in the word he lives in today, yesterday, and tomorrow. So he's (laughs) already knows what it's going to look like in my life five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, from three years from now, like with Jen. He already knew what was going to happen in 2014 when he put that desire in her heart. He already saw way past that to this moment of her being able to get involved with the ministry school, her being able to even have that dream joint with her sister, her having all those many encounters. Like he thought of all of that in the moment where she's like, 
oh, Bethel, cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the crazy part is that he was so specific about so many things throughout those years. Like there were so many moments where like details. Yeah, there was. All it, over that. It's ridiculous with how he's so detailed because, um, like I mentioned in in the previous um, podcast, like I I had that counseling session with Carrie, and she's someone who prayed for me in in 2017 during during mm-hmm. the um, Heaven Come conference. And then being able to, like, 2021, like, being able to, like, sit down and and have, like, a full-on conversation with her about something that actually related to what she prayed for at that time was insane. Because mm-hmm. at the time, like, I asked her to pray for, for me, for a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And she she did. And she told me, like, you know, just, like, keep loving them and, and all of that stuff. She's like, I was an atheist. And, like, my, my friends, like, still, like, believed and prayed for me and all that stuff until I came to Christ. And I was like, that's amazing, you know? And and then now talking to her and seeing, like, the progression of, like, the prayers and so many of the things being answered and stuff like that, mm-hmm. she was like, okay, now it's time to move on with your own life and with mm-hmm. your, your own dreams because sometimes we use um, intercession as a way to stay tied to people, mm-hmm. you know? Because if we don't see um, a change happen in their life or we can't be a part of their life in a certain season – we keep ourselves tied to a person through intercession because we're like, Oh no, well, since I can't physically change them, then I'm going to talk to the one that can. And I'm just going to keep praying. Divine intercession for those who do not know. Yes. (laughs) Intercession. Um, basically putting yourself in the gap in the prayer world, in the spiritual world, um, praying, warfaring for other Other people, people, basically putting yourself in that gap Yeah. when they can't, you do it. You kind of do it for them. You do it on behalf of them. Yeah. That's what I want to get to. Yeah. Through Jesus. Jesus. But of course, you know, sometimes it's like, that's what she, she oh, my phone is loud. Um, That's what she said. Like, um, you know, like, it depends, like, how, what your intention behind it is, right? Like, are you, are you doing it in a way that, like, you know, you're doing it because you actually care for them to, like, you know, imp- and, like, go into their God-given um, walk, walk and their calling purpose, yeah. in, the, in the future? Or is it because you're you're hoping because you're going to have a way into it? Or you're going to have, like, you'll be able to say, oh, that happened because I had a part of in that, mm. right? So, yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. <laughs> they're making faces on me, like, oh, my God. Because she said that. She's like, sometimes that's the reason why we intercede for people. Because we want to be able to say... They're being going through a bad <laughs> No, seriously. She's like, that's why we, she's like sometimes that's why we intercede for people. Is because we want to be able to say, oh, I had a part in that. Or like... That's pride. Right? Yeah. Or like, Ooh, I got to... Motive. I got to like, you know, because I, I, I fought for them. Like, look at them now. Or like... You know what I mean? Or like, oh, look, they, they're in their ministry and they're calling now. And I'm like, yeah, because I was backing them up with prayer. Again, that's like, what so? does. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so, who, so the question is, who are you really partnering with? Oh, yeah. Who are you praying? Who's are you on? Who are you praying to? Who are you praying to? Because look, who's answering them? Who's answering them? Oh, this is us getting up and leaving the room gosh, now. They're literally leaving the room. <laughs> 
Oh my god. We already used your pen right now. If we've done that intentionally, unintentionally, we pray upon the people who are hearing this, Lord God. Yes. If we have misused the mantle of oh. intercession, Lord Jesus, we ask you for your forgiveness and fill us with revelation, truth, yes. and love to be able to intercede the right the way. The right way, with the right intention, with the right heart, yeah. posture. Yeah. Period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when she when she mentioned that um to me, I was in shock because I was not I was not expecting that. I'm like, I didn't think like that I would have done that without intention. Of course, when I started out, I never did that without intention. You know, it starts off like it it was always because well, even even in the end, like it was always because I've loved these people, but then I realized like I was getting upset that my prayers were not being answered the way I wanted. And that's when I realized exactly. Mm-hmm. That's when I realized that oh, I'm not. I'm no longer interceding. I'm legit trying to take control over the situation. Mm-hmm. And that's not what God's about. It's exactly. in the business of free will. Exactly. So I realized that. And the crazy thing of all is that God actually showed me the aspects and ways that He did answer my prayers, mm-hmm. but they just didn't look the way I thought they were going to be answered it's because so they didn't look complete. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, we're going there. They didn't look up like yeah. it, you know? It's it like, wasn't oh. wasn't timeline. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it wasn't the vision you had for the moment it would happen. It's like, it doesn't look the way it's. I think it's supposed Have to Have you guys look, been there before? Know? Does that relate? Is it just us? Hey, so it's me again. I apologize for the abrupt ending with this episode. We kept forgetting to keep an eye out on the timer, uh, so we kept getting cut off. Uh, but for the rest of the story, the rest of the story will be posted in next week's podcast. So just keep an eye out for that. Next Friday at 5.30 Eastern time, you will get the rest of my story. Um, also, just wanted to end this podcast with doing a small little recap about how um, about what we talked about, about not planning and just learning to trust God and learning to trust the process that you're in. So even if you're someone that doesn't believe in God, at least just trusting the process of your life. Um, I do talk about practical ways that I've trusted God, um, about going back into remembering moments where dreams have actually been fulfilled. It's really important to kind of keep a journal about the moments where, where God or when life has allowed you to accomplish things, you know, just so you can go back to it and, and um, kind of like, grow hope again for new dreams. Um, and dreams can actually be pretty contagious. So you should hang around dreamers, especially if you're having a hard time dreaming again. But yeah, that is the end of this episode. And I hope that you join us again next week. It's still, uh, the conversation continues with my two friends, Mary and TJ. And I really hope that you've been enjoying these so far. Bye.